Well, it's the friend zone. Where Tim and Guy come to the friend zone and have a good time. Yes, it's the friend zone. With Tim and Guy, cause making friends is the best idea of all time. Hello and welcome to the friend zone. My name is Tim Bat. My name is Guy Montgomery. This feels weird. Feels like we haven't done it in ages. Tim. It's like we've forgotten how to ride the bike. Or maybe just me, I don't know. Man, you and me, just, we're, we're doing a, we're putting putting it back together. We pull it down, we put it back together. That's what we do. Feels like we broke it. No, nah, we didn't break nothing. You don't think? Nah, so long as we're not broken, it's not broken. And I think we're not broken. Therefore, the thing is also not broken. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. I hear you. But look, we're here. We're in a room. It's wonderful to share a space with you. We've just had a wonderful breakfast together. Uh, I had some kimchi thing. How was is, that? I didn't even ask during the meal. So good. It's very spicy. Was it? Was it just what you wanted? Yes, it was. Did it warm you? Absolutely. I'd like to establish uh, the scene for everyone listening. It's a wintry day in Auckland. Paint a picture. And... Um, a wintry day in Auckland usually means uh, that it's you know the temperature's less than double digits, and that might not sound like a lot to those of you out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but as an Aucklander, we're not really used to it. You know, I grew up in colder places. Yo, oh man, now it was sound like I'm real close, whereas before it sounded like I was really far away. Yeah, that was your microphone being completely 180 degrees backwards. Well, rest assured, that's not happening anymore. Uh, so I'm just telling you guys, it's cold. My fingers are cold. I can see why Tim ordered the spicy kimchi dish. It warmed you. Yeah. We've got a cold snap happening in New Zealand, and we bloody love weather here. We yeah. talk about it. We feed off it. We make news I don't just think, about the weather. I don't think New Zealand is unique in that regard. I think globally, weather is one of the few sort of uh, common denominators that moves conversation forward. It's just good, isn't it? Because it's, it's, it's not controversial. If it's cold, we can all agree on that. I think. Wh- that, you know, that's what's so terrible about climate change. It's politicised the one, <laughs> the one little bit of chatter that we could all indulge in. That's right. That's exactly right. Like, what is it in masonry? You're not allowed to talk about politics or religion. Is that right? Like Freemasons? Yeah, yeah. And I think that uh, weather was also a safe space in that regard. But now, because of climate change, even the weather is tarnished by people's persuasions. I actually. Uh, you know what, Tim? Finish your thought. Nah, I was going to... Lo- <laughs> and another thing! Just saying that uh, triggered a memory of a, an idea for a uh, stand-up comedy joke that I haven't uh, written out, so I'm not going to... Treat this podcast as your doorstep. Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, suffice it to say, I think if everyone just chilled out, we'd all get along just fine. Yeah, you, you're not wrong there. Um, I'm trying to, once again, play the fantastic game of which messages of these have we hey, delved into before and which haven't we. Well, hey, if this is your first episode of The Worst Idea of All Time, welcome to the show. It's, it's the friend zone, This Tim. is the friend zone, which is an in-between episode. So, The Worst Idea of All Time is an idea that right. Guy and I had two and a half years what ago. What are you doing right now? Where we watch what are you doing? Review. No one's here by mistake. No one's dabbling in friend zone 49 as their entry point of the podcast. You're out of your fucking mind. The original premise was to watch and review the same oh. movie weekly for a year, and we still do that. DJ, don't let the bat uh, drop. And Guy Mont, Goma, 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 Chameleon. 
He comes and goes. So he comes and goes. So a few weeks ago, I updated my iTunes review for the worst Saturday of all time from whatever nonsense I had to a more relevant nonsense that would tickle loyal listeners, or at least myself, and confound people actually looking for a podcast recommendation. It's exactly what we hope for out of our reviews. Thank you. Uh, it's very inviting and should go in. Have never gone in. Scrolled by many times. Always thinking it looks inviting and I should go in and try the experience. I did not have the heart to change it from a five to a three star rating for a more accurate parallel. Anyway, I'd all but forgotten about it until yesterday when iTunes gave me a podcast recommendation called The Beancast, which, upon skimming the blurb, looks like a boring marketing podcast. Given practically my entire library of podcast subscriptions are TV and movie related, the only way I can see that they thought of me for this podcast is that the bot saw my review and deduced I was a fan of beans, despite never <laughs> mentioning romancing the bean once in the whole review. I guess leaving a verbatim review connected us two strangers in some way. So hopefully the cafe reviewer is also left scratching his head at odd podcast suggestions. <laughs> Coincidentally, all this would make for a fascinating marketing strategy for whatever the Beancast discussed on a weekly basis. Or perhaps I'm reading too much into it. Nah. Friendly yours, Guy Incognito. So that was in reference to a TripAdvisor review for the cafe. Uh, Romancing the Bean. Yeah. So he just took that TripAdvisor review and transcribed it as a podcast review. Fantastic. Yeah. What a great use of um, getting a bit of content, having multi things to do with it. What's that called? You know. World building? Sure. Fuck, I don't know. That's what, that's what everyone... So tired. That's what we, everyone, we, we, Guy and I went out drinking last night. It was awesome. Yeah, we had a good time. We don't see enough of each other at the moment, so we'd relish um, these opportunities when they come. That was really good fun, actually. You guys should have been there. You would have loved it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but the world of Marvel, over at Marvel Studios, they're always talking about world building, right? That's all. That's pretty much all their movies are. They're like hour and a hour and a half or two hour long advertisements for the next movie that Marvel's going to make. Oh, watch out, whoever the next Robert Ebert is. Guy Montgomery's <laughs> coming to legitimately take your title as movie reviewer extraordinaire. Was it Robert or Roger Ebert? Roger. What did I say? Robert. Oh, my bad. <laughs> but you know, I saw the Spider-Man Homecoming film. I loved it. Great. I'm really looking forward to it. It was funny, man. Excellent. That that guy they've got, whose name I can't remember, who's Spider-Man, Spider-Man now? Yeah. Fucking, he tickles me. I think he's great. He was Billy Elliot on... Uh, what? He was Billy Elliot in the West End. Oh, he's not Billy Elliot from the film. No, he's a British uh, dancer. And he's got a great, great little dancer's body. Great little tush. Far out, man. He's so muscly. Yeah? Yeah. Is he a ballet... Uh, I guess so. Billy Elliot's about a ballet dancer. This letter begins, Dear Tim and Guy Guy, please do not use my last name. You couldn't pronounce it and there are many drugs involved in the story. First of all, have I got you on the hook, Guy? Yeah, big time. (coughs) First of all, thanks for the hours of joy you've brought to me. Me and lots of my Dutch friends are real fans and we can honestly say that if you ever come to Holland slash Netherlands slash The Hague slash Amsterdam, you got friends. Yeah, boy. Or girl. Also, thanks for the awkward moments where I uncontrollably laughed out loud uh, in with headphones on, public places, and people looked at me funny. I'm Dutch, and they teach us from a young age not to have too much fun. Those quote marks are there. The Dutch... No one else could see the quote marks, Tim. Oh, but the emphasis... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Was not mine. For those of you listening along, Tim also put his hands up and did the the inverted commas. The Dutch saying even goes, act normal because normal is weird enough. Fuck him. There's a crazy (laughs) saying. It can't be real. Act normal because normal is weird enough. 
It's um, self-defeating that saying. This letter's long. I'm gonna I'm gonna get into it. So in the context of having fun, I've got a story to share. The last episode I listened to, number forty five, started out with the intro song playing slower than usual, maybe half the normal speed. Please don't do that again. <laughs> the slow d- intro induced a horrible deja vu moment for me. Is it happening again? A couple of months ago, me and some friends had our first and only encounter with the drug two C B. Why? It's supposed to be a mix between MDMA and LSD. Fun, right? Nope. Being the twenty seven year old responsible grown ups we are, we took too much. I remember a story of one of you two pills in a strip club so I don't judge that was uh, me okay <laughs> I don't remember that story uh, long story short we never left the room and things got really intense even cartoon interpretations of the 60s kind of intense in the end I could literally see sound waves coming from the speakers that would have been epic if it had not been for this one guy who only wanted to listen to Tomorrow Never Knows from Revolver epic song but after 42 (laughs) listens I could totally feel how you guys feel on a weekly basis it was just too much there was no escaping every time I closed my eyes and saw weirder shapes when I opened them I saw the same but no weird sounds just visual stuff as a musician, I hate it when my hearing gets weird. I don't like to lose control like that. So after an hour or three, yes, things got weirder and weirder. And it took me and my weird-shaped brain to another room to calm down. Smart move? Kind of. Because this is where you guys come in. Out of nowhere, you've got the love... You've got to... Oh, you've got to love the chemically induced mind. I thought about a thing you said in one of the first episodes of the second season season of your podcast. It was Miley Cyrus's cameo on Sex in the City 2 on the red carpet. You talked about how something like that would really help me while tripping on shrooms or LSD. Something to hold on to. An anchor point. Something that shows you life is still life. So, what did I do to calm down? I fired up your podcast. Listening to your two Kiwi voices would definitely calm my mind. Take me to a place because the worst idea of all time equals fun, right? Nope. After some struggles with my phone, (laughs) headphones, and the 43rd listen of Tomorrow Never Knows, I finally managed to put on an episode, only to find out that everything was in slow motion. Your voices, the music, it just sounded terrifying. Timman guy. I freaked out. I took the headphones off and everything was normal again. Headphones in. In my mind, the 2CB had changed the brains, my brain cells forever and I'd never be able to hear normal again. This went on for quite some time. Even when everything was quite normal again, your voices were still in slow motion. No fun. So, what happened? Apparently, there's a button on my iPhone that puts podcasts on half times normal speed. So that's just what my shaking fingers apparently did. Stupid. My own fault, but I ended up listening to you in slow motion. I didn't know. I just thought my brain was fried. Imagine that. I need to hear something I can trust, something to calm me down. It's the worst idea. Okay, I'm done for. I'm calling my mother. That's in quote marks. I'm talking to himself. Or she. Thought uh, back at the moment quiet i thought back at the moment quite oh quite sometimes but shouldn't really explain it to anyone but this uh last episode's intro gave me a real throwback so i need to share this with you rather long uh tim and guy you are absolute heroes but never ever bro me thanks for everything your friend joey j-o-e-r-i P.S. I donated 10 bucks to the PayPal for the good cause and became a patron because also hashtag pay the boys. P.P.S. No, I'm not willing to try PCP while listening to your podcast. What a journey. That was a, a good little story, actually. Um, I'm sure my enjoyment of it was enhanced by uh, 
I guess it's sort of a similar experience. Uh, one of the uh, I've had a bear. I've had uh, hallucinogens not entirely agree with me for the duration, you know, for however long they last. And I remember seeking solace in a podcast. Uh, and I I sort of like left everyone, all of my friends in the city and ran home and got in a taxi. And my fear was that I couldn't talk to anyone without them revealing their like truest secret or something or wow. self. Wow. And the taxi driver the who was ego driving me, on yeah, this guy. yeah, exactly. It was so intense. And the taxi driver was telling me how, like, within ten seconds of sitting in his taxi, he was telling me how he'd been married to his wife for seventeen years and he'd never taken her by the hand and asked her to dance. And I was just like, pull over and got out of the taxi <laughs> <laughs> and ran <laughs> and ran home. And I put on a podcast to try and like slow down my thoughts, but I just could like I could the opposite yeah. I, I didn't have it on in half speed but it just felt like my thoughts were spiraling into themselves and then the other noise was also like contributing to that yeah. hot mess um so i can really uh you know the highs are high and the lows are terrifying yeah um but i enjoyed that anecdote so thank you jory 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 sounds more dutch Yor- doesn't it jory jory yeah good like fjordlands mm. okay i got a, i got one please oh it's gone. He's got it. It's gone. Oh, no. It's He's just got boys, it. good boys, dear good boys. I'm an episode or two behind, but can I get some info on the final event, please? Location dates would be amazing so I can book a plane tickets because you know I won't miss it if at all possible. Um, that is from friend of the podcast, Nicholas Judd, to well, whom I say we don't know yet. No, and I don't, I've got to stop getting in the habit of thinking out loud while we're recording the yeah. podcast because I just... Yeah, I agree, yeah, Tim. I think I it's stop really damaging that. when you do that. Well, well, I, thinking out loud is fine, but not when it comes to plans of things because then invariably they don't happen and people get disappointed. Yeah. I'm sick of no. I'm sick of disappointing Let's people. quietly, you know, work away on our plans yeah, yeah. and then announce them when they're ready. Yeah. So I've got a big long one here instead. Oh, throw it at me. Hello, my boys. couple of things here, but first let me say thank you for all the hours of welcome company and rich entertainment over the years. Hey, you're welcome. Hmm. Now on to business. Oh. In the previous Friendzone episode, Tim expressed an interest in shaking the hand of US President Jimmy Carter, but mused that he may be a man with a weak handshake. President Carter was a peanut farmer before becoming the president, so there is evidence suggesting he may in fact be quite a strong man. However, I suppose peanuts are a rather small crop, so maybe they don't require a particularly strong-handed farmer. Mm. Also, I only know he was a peanut farmer from SNL. So that may not even be true. It is. <laughs> that was. So it is true. The, uh, the we're onto a new paragraph, uh, which starts with "next up," which tells me that this is their version of "asked and answered." They have opened and closed the topic while not committing to anything or shit. Like, you know, they're like maybe this, oh, but also maybe not. Dealt what have, with onwards. What uh, have they written? Well, now that, so that's that's all we have on President. President right, Co. right, right. Next up. Like fellow friend zone of Valerie, I have also been undertaking a presidential challenge. I'm not a cigarette smoker, but my goal is to smoke the same number of cigarettes as US President Barack Obama did <laughs> during his time in office. Pleased to announce that BAMS gave up smoking on February 9th of 2011, which means I still have another year and eight months to go. I would donate to the troops, but as it turns out, smoking <laughs> is an expensive <laughs> habit. <laughs> Love you, boys. That is awesome. From someone I just. Call. I mean, that's not awesome. No one should smoke, but um, from fuck, Lake. that is funny. What a what a completely stupid <laughs> reason to start smoking. I don't think there's many good reasons to sm- start smoking, but I mean, that's that's ridiculous. That is very funny. Like that is. <laughs> Coming from us as well, that is beyond my compre- like, comprehension of. What was that person's name? Lake. 
Hey, Lake, can't help but notice you've started smoking, which is weird. You're a fully grown adult. Most people kind of pick that up when they're 15 or not at all. Yeah, you know, I just, I'm so bummed out about what's happening with Trump that I wanted to remind myself of the Obama administration and the way that I'm doing that is by smoking cigarettes, just like to the detail, the exact Barack same number <laughs> as Barry Obama did. Good shit. That's great. Hey, TW and GG. Timbley Wimbley, that's what the W's for. It has taken me a while to get in touch with you, as I feel I shouldn't make contact until I was completely up to date with the episodes. This week I achieved up-to-date status and really feel like I'm part of the whole experience. I went into a guy at the Melbourne Comedy Festival and had a chat to him after the set. He asked me and my friends how we had heard about the show and I said I was a worst idea listener. I instantly noted a dark cloud from above guy at the mere reminder of the project. And I think it was at that moment I realised the toll that three years of the worst idea has taken on you boys. There have been some dark times on the podcast, but there was something about seeing the shift in guy from happy-go-lucky kind of fella riding a wave of euphoria after a darn good set into man with a tired, far-off look in his eye as he <laughs> contemplated his next watch of We Are Your Friends that really brought it home. So I just wanted to say cheers for the sacrifice, fellas. Worst Idea has been 100% my favorite podcast of the last 18 months. Payday is on the first, so I'll slide a little donation your way. Also... Guy, your Melbourne Comedy Festival show was the best thing I saw at the fest. Top notch. Tim, didn't see yours. My bad. I never get my act together to go to anything until the last two weeks. And you're all done by the much love from Alex. And can I include, because Alex, you know, if you're talking to a Gmail person and, and they're a Gmail person, if they've gone to the trouble of putting up a profile photo, it shows you. Alex is a good looking cat. Very handsome. Can I see a picture of Alex? I want to know if it will jolt my memory. Let's see if I can get... Oh, I, I felt like Alex works. pretty accurately captured... I don't remember the specific... <laughs> Look at that tall glass of water. Oh, yeah. Holy. That's crazy. Handsome, huh? It's always, uh, yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I think he, this, he ac- accurately captured the sensation... Because, you know, after you've finished the show... After you've finished doing a show... Yes you've sort of just achieved as a comedian you've just performed your job for the day essentially if you're performing one show that day uh and so you have the sense of accomplishment and satisfaction of your work being done and then for that for the rug to be pulled out from beneath you immediately by someone just you know it's uh saying yeah it's a nice thing that they like something that we make but uh i feel like he accurate like what he described definitely happened mm. and he accurately captured what I experienced. So, yeah. And I didn't know that I had such a uh, visible towel. Yeah, yeah, not a good poker like, face. Yeah, like I wanted to be the cool bubbly comedian saying, hey, thanks so much for coming to my show, really appreciate it and maintain that energy. But alas, was not to be. Beyond my emotional control. Uh, this one here is a short one from a friend called James in Sydney, Australia. Hey, boys, my immediate thoughts after seeing this new album title are that the Fooies, the Foo Fighters, have really, uh, have announced their ninth album, which is due in September, are big fans of Paige's Dick Full of Diamonds, Mouthful of Concrete Business. The album title is Concrete and Gold. Really? Yeah, I tell you what, I cannot wait a to... A nod to the boys. ...forget that that album is coming out. Here is the nine-track listing for the forthcoming Foo Fighters album. Number one, All Hail Brady. Track two, um, Run. Okay. Track three, Make It Right. Four, 
The Sky is a Neighborhood. Wait, what are you pulling from? The actual track listing oh, for the really? forthcoming Foo Fighters oh, album. Oh, okay, cool. So it's exactly what you would think, but just the first track is called All Hail Brady, just so we're on the same page. Yeah. Do any of these songs sound like they have good titles? La Di Da, <laughs> Dirty Water, Arrows, Happy Ever After, open parenthesis, Zero Hour, close parenthesis, Sunday Rain. You know, it's about time someone talked about how it's always raining on a Sunday. The Line. And, of course, the closing track, Concrete and Gold. Uh, i got to say, you know, people are going to listen to that. Of course they will. There are six of them now. Foo Fighters. Yeah. And one of them looks like a clone of another one. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I've got a picture here that was sent from someone. It just says, Plue Booble, Plap Blap. And... <laughs> It's a Paul Blart Mall oh reference. It's kind of hellish. <laughs> it's a movie poster for Paul Blart Mall where he has come out wrong. Yeah. He, it's like a, a big doughy mess that's come out of the oven of Paul Blart's face. It's You should definitely post that up. That's hilarious and disturbing. Um, Here's a message from a New Zealander. Oh, wait. Nope. I'm wrong, an Australian. Just bought a data cap for one of my sons. Too young to drink and doesn't play rugby, but gets into all that computer shit. He will <laughs> probably ironically think it's actually cooler than a dad joke. Best of luck and blame RTRFM for me listening and buying something to support you. Baz. God, that was the most New Zealand message I've ever received. <laughs> RTRFM. Do you know what RTRFM is? No, do you? It's a community radio station in Perth, West Australia that I did an interview on. Are you serious? Uh, while I was over there for the Melbourne Roadshow. That is awesome. See, you always do those interviews and you go, literally no one's yeah. listening to this. It's just ticking a box for a publicist somewhere. Yeah, this is fucking dumb. And yet you sold a whole cap off the back of that. Should I, actually, I would like to give a shout out to uh, the breakfast host. I think her name was Caitlin, mm. who hosted breakfast on RDRFM. She good. She was outstanding it was a, i listened to it with my taxi driver on the way to the interview and uh really good and had a lovely like really good interview with her so right. shout out to rtrfm thanks baz for the reminder uh i got one tim i mean i got i got shitloads yeah there's a few <laughs> um hello tim and guy i love you guys and i hope you're both staying strong as this season wraps up i'm reaching out because i'm interested in taking you two up in your Patreon advertising offer. Hmm. Oh. We offered ad space on our Patreon. I think this is a woman who I've been talking to on the emails, perhaps. Is her name Katie? I believe so. In which instance, uh, it's probably a conversation that can continue taking place there. Yeah, this feels, this feels like business rather than friendship. Yeah. Which is what this space is for. Wow. Katie's a stand up historian. Oh. Yes, fuck it. I know that this is what she's like trying to get us to pay for, or she's trying to pay us for anyway, but let me get into this while it's fresh in my mind. So she started this um, Facebook, uh, sorry, YouTube channel of her like talking about the kind of art and craft of stand-up. And I, w- I watched the first um, episode she had of it or, or a video or whatever, and it's fucking awesome. And it looks brand new as well. Like, she doesn't have a lot of subscribers, so she... Let, let's let's pump that out. What is, uh, uh, what's the, the deal? How her, do we find out? Her YouTube channel is under the name of Katie Meerkat. That's Katie, K-A-T, K-A-T-I-E, and Meerkat, spelt like the animal, Meerkat. Yep. Uh, and the first video is stand-up comedy and genre and introduction. And it... Um, it was, it was, I was like really uh, surprised by how good it was, which is, 
Sounds like a very underhanded compliment for Katie, but I am definitely going to watch more of her shit because it looks great. She's got an excellent sort of presentation style. She's also speaking at a humor studies conference this summer. That's so awesome because it's such a weird thing to delve into the academics of comedy, but I love that some people are doing that. Before I started performing comedy, I read um, like an encyclopedia type history of stand-up comedy. And I also read, uh, I did what, you didn't mean to do which is just read a book on how to perform stand-up comedy really yeah was it useful whatsoever uh the encyclopedia sort of style history was really good and then the other book was uh maybe good in the principle that uh, it was just re-establishing what i already knew or just i don't know you don't know <laughs> is the answer no here's a lovely letter from joshua i assume it's lovely i haven't read it yet and the subject line is, what our friendship means to me. Hello, Tim and Guy. I wanted to send you a little friendly message your way and let you know how your friendship has influenced my life. I now say yes in the Kiwi dialect. I refer to groups of people as boys. I have introduced the shining light to my seven-year-old son in which we share a favorite moment from our day. Oh, that is heartwarming. That is heartwarming. I continue to tell numerous people, colleagues, and strangers about your worst idea. And despite my praise of your experiment, only one person, shout out to Aliandro, has taken up the mount, the mantle. I have watched Grown Ups 2, twice actually, once with and once without the commentary. Sex in the City, actually just about 20 minutes, Coffee Guy, Dick Bot, Brady, etc. We are your friends, by far the worst and most offensive of the trilogy. You are good boys, despite the being real pieces of shit. I look forward to your further advances and lunacy, adventures in lunacy. Hail the Rat King, Joshua. Thank you, Joshua. Uh, this message comes from London, England. Proposition. Instead of punishing yourselves by adding an extra eight watches to the total, why not do a double, triple watch next week? That would only be an extra two watches, but would have the potent and lasting burn of watching the boys for 4.5 hours consecutively. Greetings from London. Love the poddy. I will not comment on that message. I shan't. Well, I'd sooner not uh, dredge up decisions made and lived with um, either. This is a po- place for p- positivity. Positivity and friendship, my a British fellow. I know that you guys are grumpy and miserable all the time because it's constantly raining and you're good moaners. Man, I'm beating up on that dude. Sorry. No, Thanks for right, getting mate. in touch, London. Kyle says, hey, boys, just like the title suggests, please don't forget a Wellington live show. Oh, subject line is don't forget a Wellington live show. After reading my last email, you said you would try head down here together after the comedy fest. Uh, and with the end of the potty coming close, I thought I would remind you, lads. I don't want the hours I sunk into the movie to go to waste without hearing it discussed live. And the poor nation's non-super city capital deserves this. I just realized with the audio commentary being released, I'm going to have to delve into this piece of shit film again at some point. Uh, at least some time has passed since last time. Hope to see you boys in the coming weeks, months. Keep on fighting. You're in the home stretch. Live every moment and try to make the party dance before midnight. Your bro, Kyle. Hey, thank you, Kyle. Um, <laughs> hey, thanks, Kyle. Yeah, if that is your real name. Uh, as discussed earlier in this uh, edition of the Friend Zone, Tim and I will go away to a private retreat where we will discuss. Uh, such matters as planning shows. <laughs> That's all I'll say on that. We've changed, man. Nah, you ever dog. get that sense? Nah, dog. Nah, dog. Here we go. In the last episode, I learned that Maximum Joseph apparently has knowledge of the paradoxes of classical set theory. 
Is this ringing any bells? <laughs> None whatsoever. <laughs> Bertrand Russell created a paradox goes like this. Say there's a town with one barber and he shaves everyone in town except for people who shave themselves. Who shaves the barber? If he doesn't shave himself, then he is part of the set of people who don't shave themselves and therefore he must shave himself. Conversely, if he does shave himself, then he is part of the set of people he doesn't shave. The Somali's tits paradox is clearly an allusion to this classical problem. If my dorm is made up of all the people who have seen Somali's tits and I haven't seen them, mm. then what dorm do I belong to? Mm. If I haven't seen them, then I must leave the dorm. Yes. But once I do, then it's no longer my dorm and everyone in my new dorm has seen the tits. <laughs> it's not exactly the same, but pretty close. Yeah. There are some hidden depths to Maximum Joseph, or no, as I now call him, Supremium Joseph. No, 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 no. Let me stop you there, caller. Uh, no, let's not attribute false genius to this man. It's a mistake that was in the script, which we picked. Oh, what's happening? Oh, God. Someone's ring. We've got a new cell phone. Yeah, you got a new ringtone. That is <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, sorry about that. Are you in an ad for Huawei right yeah, now? I know, right? Uh, sorry, or I will now call him Super Mum Joseph. So S U P R E M U M Joseph. And then he says, I sincerely hope someone else in the listenership knows real analysis, or else I just wasted a great pun. Well, it certainly was wasted on us. But, uh, it's interesting, isn't it? You know, you think you're not necessarily discovering something new, but you think you're, or not, actually, I didn't think that when we were talking about that paradox, we were discussing dis- discovering something new, but like... I mean, I was just pointing out a uh, in- inconsistency in the script, basically. Like a dumb line. Do you know what I was doing? I went, hey, this line's stupid, but I love how you've extrapolated that and attributed it to um, uh, like a, a, it seems like a philosophical quandary, you mm. know? Some sort of first year university problem that you would be taught when you learn how to think good. Never did philosophy myself, nor university. Chris writes, and I, <laughs> let me say this the first word of this email, I had legitimately forgotten. Okay, let me just preface it with that. Okay, guy, you on board? I had forgotten that this was happening. 60? I know you are brave boys and you are strong boys, but I worry about you and I want you both to be safe. The guilt of your accidental hiatus clearly weighs heavy upon your shoulders, but surely spending an additional 800 mi- Jesus, 800 minutes with We Are Your Friends can be considered cruel and unusual punishment. Seeing as your crime relates only to the frequency of your viewings, perhaps a more fair punishment might simply be uh, double down on the next week. We Are Your Friends double feature. Kisses and wishes, Christopher. I forgot I added eight. Did you forget as well? You look distraught. Use your words. No. This letter comes... Can I... That brief pause that you heard, that was Guy rubbing his face heartily with his hands. Dearest Tim and Guy, this podcast is bloody hilarious. Oh. I started at season two, drawn in by someone else's... Uh, oh, Marcy. Friend of the podcast... Oh my goodness! It's I know Amy. Uh, dearest Tim and Guy, this podcast is bloody hilarious. I started season two, joined by someone else's Marcy Gowan Banbury's recap of the commentary by Michael and Patrick King. Still fucking hilarious. Take on that, by the way. And now I'm balls deep in season one. For your information, prawn salad might be the single best piece of audio I've ever heard in my entire life. Also informative. Who bloody knew the Hindenburg had survivors? Yeah. Well, I do now. Seriously though, chaps, this shit is gold. I'll beg, steal, and bribe your mad asses to do a season four. Uh, love you and this long time. XOXO, Gossip Girl, or Amy, whichever you'd prefer. Now, 
we've been very clear on this, and let me reiterate, there will not be a season four unless they make another Sex in the City or Grown Ups film. Those are the two exceptions, and that's it. We can't keep doing this. I'm sorry, but we just can't. Yeah, we no, can't. It's, it's, not, not, it's not possible. What you yeah. what you want is literally outside of what is physically possible. We've all got to move beyond. We've all got to move on to the next, you know? I'll, I'm just going to say that. And I think that is probably um, about all the friend zoning we can get done today. You know what I like that I was thinking about the other day? We've taken a word which had severely negative connotations about supposed, you know, relationship assumptions between uh, generally members of the opposite sex and, uh, you know, to be extremely stereotypical, describing a situation where a boy can't convince a girl to uh, engage in a romantic sense with him because they've become close companions in a platonic sense. We've taken that term and we've turned it into something beautiful, you know? And I like that. I like it too. I like that our listeners are using the term shining light to share a lovely moment of their day with their seven-year-old son. I like that a lot. I so that's what's crazy to me is that the this has the opportunity to cut through to um other people like you know like the child presumably doesn't listen to the worst idea of all time and I I have never really thought about an age restriction but I think 7 is too young but you know the fact that shining light will then be in their parlance and then they'll take that to friends and that might spread into the, you know the way that these things uh spread their wings and fly is staggering to me uh so thank you so much for your letters. Um, we will be back many times again before this is all done and dusted because of the um, reckless and sort of unconsulted decision-making by my associate. Um, it's great to be here, everybody. And yeah, until then, um, thank you so much for, uh you can stop recording, Tim, because I'm done. Well, it's the friend zone. Well, Tim and Guy come to the friend zone and have a good time. Yes, it's the friend zone. Well, Tim and Guy, because making friends is the best idea of all time.